You're listening to the Naked and Known Podcast, where we want to break down the fear of imperfection and find true healing through the practice of vulnerability. Hi, and welcome to Naked and Known. We are recording remotely tonight because we're not allowed to see each other in person, but we are still face-to-face via FaceTime app. Via FaceTime. Thank you, media. Thank you, media. Thank you, you, Steve, for figuring out how we even do this because I would never have been able to do this. No way. I just got an an email, too. Well, you might have seen it, too, like on our Naked and Known Gmail that says... There are like new ways to do remote recording or whatever. And I'm like, I just don't think I could ever. F- I still think you need to like have some kind of audio engineering background in order to figure it all out. Totally. At least for it to sound good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like I, I mean, not having the mic tonight, I was like, how is this going to work on a, on a phone? But we're doing sounds it. Sounds pretty so. good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Your good. voice is as lovely well, as ever. As is yeah. your face. <laughs> Thanks, yours too. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so this is kind of crazy circumstances. We weren't like planning on doing this episode, but it feels like we probably should just kind of talk about what's all going on and you yeah, know, have some kind of connection while we're all stranded at home. So I know Corona, the whole world. That's what I was talking to a student about today was like how it's not just like our community or even just our state. It's like the entire world that I have to keep reminding myself is being affected. Right. Totally. By this virus. And it's like, yeah, you, I don't know. I feel the same way. I've thought of people that I haven't even thought of for a while. And I'm like, I wonder how they're doing. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, they are living with this too. You know, like there's no one, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it's every country in the world that's like doing the whole, um, shutdown. Yeah. Like shutdown or yeah. Social distancing or whatever, but, um, or quarantine that we're in kind of like now, um, what is it called? Shelter in, shelter in place. That's oh. what I'm trying to think of. Um, oh, shelter in place. <laughs> so, but, you know, I mean, so yeah, everybody's affected. But I mean, definitely in the U.S., like mostly the people that I know in the world are all affected by this. And it's just crazy to think about that. Like, oh, when anybody that I know looks back to this year, this is what they're going to remember, you know, and like it, we're going to have conversations in years to come of like, where were you during the Corona outbreak? And like, what were you doing? And how did this affect your family? You know, it's like, I don't know. It's just affecting everybody. It's crazy to think about. I think I'd rather have a really bad winter storm Mm -hmm. for like two days than have Corona. Because like, I was thinking about that, like how last year was like the worst winter ever. I remember on, it was like negative 20 one day, you know, mm-hmm. but it didn't, it was like our area, you know, like, right. I, I don't know. Yeah. This is just, it's everywhere. There's and it's, something comforting about knowing that other people elsewhere are like stable and not dealing with the same problems we are. I don't know. At least that's yeah. for me. Like, this is something I've been thinking about a lot just because I'm, a fearful person in general, which I've mentioned a lot on here, I think I'm always worried about like the scarcity of resources and like 
this just feels like, wait, no, actually resources are scarce right now because like, you know, medical resources and like supplies and like all the things that I worry about normally, which I shouldn't worry about normally. Now it's actually happening that there's like no toilet paper at the grocery store or at the, you know, Target or whatever. And it's like Steve's been trying to train me for months to years that I should not stockpile stuff in the basement. (laughs) And now I'm like, see, I should have done it, you know, but I mean, I know he's right too. Cause it's like, right. God tells us like each day has enough trouble for itself. So I've been trying to like mm-hmm. retrain my mind and think, you know what? I will worry about that tomorrow. When I need it, I will go to the store. I will not, you know, even my mother-in-law asked me, what do I need from Costco the other day? And I like had this whole list and then I'm like, you know what? I don't actually need any of that stuff yet. I might need it in a couple weeks or whatever, you know? So like, I just canceled my list. I'm like, don't get anything. I have to stop, you know? And like, I went to Target and I was able to find baby wipes, even though apparently they're nowhere to be found. So national shortage on baby wipes. So it's really playing to my weaknesses, I'll say. Oh, totally. It's well, and like Robbie went the other day and there's still not toilet paper in the stores, which is, it's been like a week and a half. So I don't know. Um, what we're going to do. Are you out? Because I have some. Maybe. I don't know how I can get it to you. (laughs) Well, my sister, who, like, she came from Indiana to pick up my parents from the airport, and she brought us, like, a 16-pack or whatever. And I was like, from Indiana, that's where I had to get it. Yeah. You're like, I buy all my toilet paper from Indiana now. (laughs) Yep, pretty much. I know. (laughs) That was so sweet of her. I know. She's like, I don't think it's as bad here as it is there. <laughs> but I I think at this point now it's bad everywhere. But Right. Well, yeah, anyways. my sister had offered to share some of her baby wipes with me. <laughs> I was like, I will <laughs> let you know if Target literally is out of them. You know, because I usually do right. that like Target pickup thing where you just pull your car up and they drop off your order in your car. But like when I tried to order it, all, all the baby wipe options said below in big red letters, you know, this may be, it may not be in stock. So, you know, do it at your own risk, kind of like order it. And it was like, okay, well, I'm not going to just chance it. And then the one thing I need, they don't give me in my order. So like, I'll buy a bunch of other stuff, of course. So, um, so I just went in and they in fact did have baby wipes. So (laughs) I was encouraged by that. Yeah. It's not as bad as everyone says, I guess. Yeah, it's but it's still like I guess I didn't really I think the first moment I knew it was bad, this sounds funny, but was when they started canceling like um March Madness, NBA, mm-hmm. and that's when like the ripple effect happened. It was like I mean, I get Robbie was so upset because Illini finally made it in the mm. whatever match or yeah <laughs> I'm gonna sure. offend so many people yeah. saying it that way but <laughs> anyways they made it in and uh-huh. um I I was like oh wow and he goes he's like no Tia they actually like they canceled it like it's yeah. not even gonna happen yeah. and then I was like oh I thought they were yeah. just like postponing it like and nope it's and then and yeah. then it's like everybody started canceling after mm-hmm. that so Right. Um, When it's something so big, then everyone's like, oh, I guess we are going to do something like that. You know, it's just like it's impossible if we're trying to keep people out of crowds to have events with crowds, you know. Right. I know. It's just 
It's, it's just crazy. It's how has <laughs> it been like with the doctor's office and stuff? What's um, it been like there? Yeah. Doctor's office has been, well, it started out like crazier than usual. And then we kind of got all these protocols in place as far as what we're supposed to tell people and, um, kind of like the, the phrases we're supposed to use with people and like when they need to, you know, as far as like flow sheet kind of thing where like, if this is yes, then you do this. If this is no, then you do this. Um, so we've just kind of been following all those protocols for now, but it literally changes like pretty much every time I go to work, which I'm going once a week right now. Um, but even like within a few days or a day for a while, it was like, everything's different. So now we have to scrap everything that we printed out and like do another, you know, just so we have them in front of us, we have them printed out. Um, so I'm doing, you know, I do phone triage usually. And so that's been a little crazy for the last couple weeks. And like, just a lot of like, panic and anxiety coming out. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, people with other problems, not like they're having the, they're having problems because of Corona, but they don't have Corona, if that makes sense. Like, oh, they're having like anxiety attacks and like, you know, just Mm -hmm. like high blood pressure and all these things like stress induced um, and anxiety induced because of everything going on, even though they may not have it, but they have maybe some symptom or they have a symptom, a new symptom that is related to anxiety. Like I'm having chest pain now, or, you know, all these things are coming up. And I've literally told patients who are saying that they have high blood pressure, like, okay, you need to turn off your television, stop watching the news Mm -hmm. and like do something relaxing because it's really not helping anything, you know, to be like constantly on it and seeing what the media says because the media loves drama, you know, and yes, this is something very serious going on. So I don't want to downplay it. But at the same time, it's like they're kind of playing off of the fear and anxiety of it and making it this like big dramatic thing. If it can be more dramatic than it is, you know, and it's just like, it's not necessary. And people don't need that. You know, they need truth and they need to be cautious, but they don't need panic. And I think that is Mm -hmm. the scariest thing. Um, So anyway, so at the office, but we've pretty much kept people out who are, because we deal with an older population who are more at risk, as we all know. Um, So they were trying to keep like any well visits out of the office completely and just like put those off for a month or two or whatever, you know, till things kind of settle down. And then the people who do have symptoms, we're trying to keep out of the office and either like tell them to stay home in quarantine or go to the ER if they have, you know, some kind of complications or something yeah. scary, like shortness of breath or that kind of thing, you know, where they may need right. intervention. Um, but yeah, so in a weird way, it's almost like getting a little bit slower because we're keeping everybody out of the office. We've like cleared all the doc schedules. Um, we still have calls and all that, but in, it depends on the day with the calls, but it's just been, it's, kind of eerie. It's weird now. So the new thing for my work, and I'm sure a lot of hospitals are doing this since we are associated with the hospital and technically hospital employees, even though we work for, you know, private practitioners, they um, are putting together like a, a workforce, like a labor pool of people who they can just call on to pretty much send like anywhere in our organization. Um, oh, 
So that's interesting. So they kind of like offered it as an optional thing for us to start. And I just got news today that it's it probably is not going to be optional. It's going to be like people are just volunteered if they don't volunteer themselves um, to join, which in a way I understand because they need the help. But at the same time, it's like a little bit scary, you know, that you could just get called on to like be in any place and just I'm, you know, with my situation, having like young kids, especially someone younger than six months old and, you know, who would potentially be at risk too. I just don't necessarily want to be in any place that's a higher risk than where I am. Um, yeah. So that's so kind of the call short you, of it. So they would call you into like the hospital? So the labor pool, yeah. So it could be like anywhere. It could be anywhere in the organization, outpatient or inpatient. And they would oh. try to like retrain you for whatever area you're in or train you for the first time for the, what area they're going to have you in. Um, I think they're anticipating higher volumes with the corona virus spreading. Um, so like more people will have complications and need to be hospitalized. So they're going to need more people available there to work. Um, I so see. yeah. So, and I'm sure that's happening, you know, across the country that they're having to make these like workforces for the coronavirus, at least just to be prepared if nothing else. And who knows, you know, right. who knows what's going to happen. I don't think anybody really knows, but that's kind of what they're anticipating. Maybe when the quarantine is kind of like lifted, then what's going to happen because it will continue to spread. They will still need. Um, and it's like spreading now, you know. So I think they're preparing yeah. for the worst because I think that's been the biggest thing is that um, it's spread so fast that it's putting strain on the medical, like in Italy and in um I believe in China too, it's like put too much strain on the medical people and the facilities and the equipment and all that. So they're not able to deal with the high volumes of people who have gotten it all at the same time. So my mm. understanding is they're trying to space it out more because like people will continue to get it, but they don't want yeah. everybody to get it at the same time. And then, you know, overwhelm the medical system because if that happens mm. and we don't have enough ventilators, for instance, then- some people just may not be able to get help, the help that they need. Oh, wow. Golly. So, yeah. It's just so <laughs> crazy. It's How about like nursing friends that you have that are at the hospital? Have you heard from them at all? Like um, what it's been like? Most of my friends now are in outpatient facilities. Um, okay. Or like outpatient, even like parts of the hospital. Um, so, but I know that a lot of like roles have changed. So I think that's kind of a widespread yeah. thing too. It's just like everybody, they're kind of like pulling in everybody, pulling in all like management and stuff for like other workforce tasks. And then um, for the other employees, they're kind of like filling in gaps and, and such. So, but a lot of the outpatient things, like I said, um, those groups are just not seeing the same volume of patients for like elective things such as like ortho or like, you know, getting a colonoscopy or whatever, you yeah. know, all those, um, those parts of the hospital that are outpatient and like elective, unless it's something serious that like 
you suddenly um, had a problem, then, you know, you might still get your colonoscopy or whatever. But otherwise, if it's just elective and at like an elective orthosurgery, like a knee replacement, hip replacement, then they'll put you off for now. Okay. So everything's kind of like dying down and everybody's focusing their efforts on the coronavirus. If yeah. Possible. I know. I just got an email from, um, or just like watching Vios on Instagram and stuff and like getting emails, like even people who were in the middle of treatment have had to stop treatment, which is Mm -hmm. absolutely horrible because of the amount of money you already put into starting treatment. But there's like, you just, it can't happen right now. Mm -hmm. And so Rabbi and I are actually like really glad our, this last round ended right before Mm -hmm. the outburst happened because like, I mean, I wouldn't have, they're not doing transfers, mm. um, egg retrievals, anything. And I was just like, I mean, for probably at least two or three months, like yeah. they're probably going to be kind of shut, shut down. down. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's just so sad. Like you just don't think about every little thing it really right. affects. Totally. Until you start talking to people and you're like, oh, oh. Wow. Right. You know, because everybody's um, already going through stuff. That's the thing. Yeah. And then this, this is like an additional thing that everyone's going through. So other people, like some people have been in a stable place and they're like doing fine in their family or whatever. And then there's some people yeah. who have like already been struggling with this or that, or like a family member maybe just went into hospice and inpatient and now no visitors are allowed to the hospital at all. So oh, they can't yeah. see, you know, right. can't see their their family member who's dying, you know, or, um, what was another example I was just thinking of? Oh, like, um, like laboring women may not be able to have their own partner with them to like labor and have their baby, you know? Yeah. So, and I know that in certain places, I'm not sure if that's like across the board or what the, you know, rules are right now. I haven't looked into that, but, um, but yeah, that's crazy. So it's, oh, it man. is crazy. Yeah. And it's like something you just can't really prepare for that. You might have this big thing happening in your life, like about to have a baby or someone's about to die and, mm-hmm. and you, you didn't expect a pandemic was going to be coming. So you, you, there's no way to prepare for that, you know? Yeah. It's like, you can't even have a funeral like you right now. Like that would just be, yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about weddings. that. That's so true. Yeah. Weddings being pushed, like other, all of these big events. I know one of our um, members of our small group does events and they were just saying like, we, they, he can't work because like, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He really? coordinates events. So there are literally no yeah. events happening. So yeah. Yeah. I know. I know for like the flower shop too, it's like the wholesalers stopped sending flowers because oh nobody was... You know, it's just like, it's just a ripple. It's just, totally. it's absolutely insane. (laughs) Yeah. um, But how has it kind of like affected you guys personally, like in your own personal life? Like, or has not much changed or? Well, what's your, tell me what you've been doing too, though. I feel like I've been talking the whole time. (laughs) Well, I mean, for me, I am, I feel very lucky because. pottery and all that too. Yeah. I mean, there's been quite a few students who have pushed off their classes, which is totally understandable. My studio is already small. So I only 
the most I can even have in it is three people. Mm -hmm. Um, So lately it's just, I've been having like one student at a time, or if it's like a mother and daughter kind of thing, Mm -hmm. they, you know, come together, but, but I'm only down to like four classes now. And I was like at 15, 16. Mm. So, um, they're just kind of like classes or class. Yeah. Oh, wow. Classes. Yeah. But some of those classes had like two or three people. Yeah. Right. So it's just people. Yeah. Pushing, pushing their, you know, sessions off, which is okay. I mean, like it's, I totally get it. And there's no like, hard, you know, or people are like, they were gonna start a new session, but they're worried because they're not getting paid. You know, they'll just like wait till they get their job back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like you, I mean, there's not an ounce of me that's like, Oh, yeah, what, you know, why would you do that? It's like, mm-hmm. no, I mean, it's everybody's in this together and stuff. So um it's completely understandable. Like taking a pottery class is kind of a luxury thing. It's not a need. Mm. So I think, um, but I mean, otherwise like it's given, it's freed me up to give me a lot of time to create, which has been nice. Mm -hmm. But, um, but Robbie, I mean, his, his world hasn't changed very much. Mm. (laughs) I mean, he already works from home. Yeah. So, I mean, Steve Steve too. too. Like yeah. there, it's just that Robbie doesn't get to do his typical, like, mm-hmm. um, day break where he goes to the gym and, mm-hmm. you know, at night he goes out with friends or whatever. Um, I think more of the social aspect has changed big time for us. So we, we do feel like very blessed. It hasn't like affected us in a way that's like, you know, detrimental, like, um, you know, some of our friends that own businesses like Common Good and mm-hmm. my, um, you know, the beer seller and like, um, I don't know, just people that have opened businesses and stuff. So that's like their livelihood and everything. And um, so anyways, I mean, I think more mentally it's probably affected us than mm-hmm. uh, financially or anything like that. It's I think we've struggled more with like, uh, you know, I mean, I, I feel like at the beginning of this Corona thing, we had a big loss with IVF. And so then it kind of like the day I think everything happened with Corona was the day we, we got our like bad news Mm -hmm. about IVF. So I was, it's been a weird, like, like this is going on this huge, like world why things going on, mm-hmm. but also in our world, a very detrimental thing happened. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's been actually like in a weird way, it's given me the time to like process and like start mm-hmm. healing and that kind of thing, instead of having like a million distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, but totally. You're kind it's, of like stuck with yourself, you know? You're like, yeah. <laughs> you can't go anywhere. <laughs> can't see yeah. anybody. Um, so I, for me, it's been like a lot of, like a mental battle. I mm-hmm. think more than anything, like I already struggle with that in my personal life. But yeah. this has been like 
almost there's been a lot of depression, but then it's also just like, well, you can't go and do something to like um, distract yourself, Mm -hmm. I guess, per se. You're just like sitting there with this, you know, thing that you're like, you're hurting over and you're, and you're trying to like process it. But then like you wind up, I mean, for me, I feel like I'm sad because I'm, I've spent some of my time like working on myself. Mm. But then again, it's also been this time of like, just, um, self like indulge in like a show or a movie Mm. or like, I don't know, just not things that are growing me. And I know I'm going to look back and be like, there's, there's probably never going to be a time where the world shuts down again. So like, mm. why don't you sure. spend it like... Make the most of this time. Improving you yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but that's kind of like my, my sinful nature is like always to be like improving myself. And it's really exhausting. Mm. And, and for Robbie, it's been just hard, like not having that social outlet. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're doing as good as I think any buddy can do. Um, but it's just been very, uh, strange. I mean, we've just been like hanging out a lot, like, mm-hmm. uh, which we, we <laughs> normally good. get to. <laughs> It'd be kind of weird if you were stuck in the same house, not <laughs> hanging out. With, like, <laughs> you're literally the only person I can be around right now. And yeah, no, I totally can relate to that. I think, um, Honestly, like going to work, I think for me has been like a breath of fresh air because I get to like actually see people face to face. And like, like I said, I'm doing mostly phone triage. So I don't feel like I'm seeing like a million patients or, you know, like at that high of risk. Not that my coworkers are. I mean, we're like, like I said, we're like screening everybody. They're even like taking temperatures at the door. So people are not coming in with, yeah. Um, So like we're trying to protect our employees, but you know, anyways, I'm on phones, but like just seeing my coworkers and like being able to talk through things with them and like hear my doctors talk about this whole thing and just like be around people who are not freaking out makes me feel so like comfortable and, and just like centered in a way. I just can't, you know, and not that at all, like Steve is not a freaker outer. He like, doesn't freak out. He was actually talking to his counselor about that the other day. Like, why don't I freak out? Um, but it's actually a good thing. And I think it's a a sign of strength is what they talked about. Um, but so it's not that he is causing me anxiety or, you know, panic, but it's just inside me. And I think like talking to other people, um, not in person or, you know, like looking at social media or, at the news or whatever, reading articles, listening to podcasts, it's like, yeah, like there just are a lot of people who are scared. So for me, it's like nice to get out of the house and have, and even like going on a walk in the neighborhood is so life-giving for me because I'll at least see neighbors from like afar and, you know, like some get closer than others. It's like everybody's trying to respect though the social distancing thing, which I really appreciate. Um, you know, and it kind of, I i feel like it was a gradual thing that this was even introduced. Like we had gone to a party the week before they really like um, honed in on this whole thing and like did the, um, 
like really, really wanted us to like social distance from everybody. So it was like, it was still kind of optional at that time. But then you're like, oh my goodness, but it was still going around then. But we were all kind of like, it's fine. We're not like worrying about it. But then once it's like a rule, shelter in place, it's like, oh my goodness, everybody probably has it. And like, I have to stay away. And, you know, so anyways, but it's been nice to just like see friendly faces. Like one of my um, friends from, my son's school was like, um, well, like she's a, a mom of one of his classmates, um, was like at her kitchen window, like waving to me, you know, and and like another one came out from her um, house when they saw us coming by. And like, I don't know, it's just really nice. Like our neighbors in the back, we can like chat with over the fence or whatever, just to like have yeah. people to see, even though you're still like respecting the distancing and everything. Um, but I, we just all need that. I would say it's a battle every day. Like I, it's back and forth though, too, because I have days where I'm like, I'm good. I feel like really like safe and I feel comfortable and like I'm doing everything I can and that's all I can do, you know, and like God is going to take care of us with whatever happens and my kids and my parents and whatever, you know, all the people that I worry about. But, and then I have the days where I am more kind of like panicking and, and just feeling like overwhelmed and like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm reading into like every little cough that my baby does or, you know what I mean? It's like, Mm. Oh no, is she breathing? Like I was listening to her lungs today, but you can tell it was one of those days. No, I actually (laughs) felt pretty good all day, but then I like, you know, I just get worried about things. I like got off the stethoscope and had to listen to her and she was fine. But, um, anyway, so I, I think like I feel for the people who already struggle with anxiety and fear because that Mm -hmm. is how I am. And I really rely on other people to keep to like help me keep my head on straight when I am having anxiety. I rely on other people to tell me like, no, this is not true. What you're feeling or what you're scared of and kind of like help me. Like Obviously my counselor does that too, but like help me kind of follow it through. Like what is the worst thing that could happen? And, and, um, and like, what would I do then, you know, and realizing, okay, most things are not that big of a deal and it's fine, you know, so I can kind of like talk myself out of it because I have everybody else is like the voice of reason for me. But in this case, I feel like I don't have people because everybody is scared and everybody is like walking into this unknown. So it kind of goes back to like the resource thing too. Like, I don't know. I just like, I need people who are like healthy and who are not afraid and who can like walk boldly forward in this. But it's hard because nobody really knows that much. You know, we're, we're learning and like scientists are learning, doctors are learning and all this stuff. But a lot, there's a lot we still don't know about this. So it, I think the unknown scares me. And, um, and it's not even, you know, that I'm so worried about getting it. It's just, it's almost like the lack of like order and like worrying that people are not going to be how they should be. And like, I don't know, like last week sometime, one of my docs said that his like 90 year old lady 90-year-old lady, I shouldn't say it like that, 90-year-old <laughs> patient um, came into the office and told him like she had gone to the grocery store and, you know, got like maybe the last pack of like paper towels and and um, toilet paper or something close to the last. And, um, and she had seen a friend there and was talking to her and 
turned around and her cart was gone. Like it was stolen what? from her. And I was like, a oh my goodness, that made me woman? so mad. Yeah. So I was just like, are you kidding me? You know, like uh, people oh are turning gosh. to this, you know, but you know, in general, I do feel like people are actually kind of banding together more than anything and like trying to follow the rules and trying to protect other people. I think in the beginning, I even felt like, what's the big deal? I'm not really at risk. Um, but then like when they started talking about people can be, you can be like a carrier or you could have a mild case and give someone else a bad case of it, yeah, you know, and like right. the at-risk populations who are my my people who are the geriatric population and, and even like small babies, I'm like thinking, oh my goodness, you know, so like I want to protect other people. And I feel like that's, that's something that I really admire about everyone who's like following through with these rules, even though it's hard, it's like, you're protecting someone else. And that's something that I appreciate that our culture is doing right now. We're thinking about other people not just ourselves, you know, cause there are a lot of people yeah. that are at a very high risk, but they're still following through on this because, you know, so we're, we're protecting like a vulnerable population, which is a cool thing. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. Like how how neat it is. Like you haven't heard. I mean, I haven't heard anything on the news that's like you know people are vandalizing. I mean, maybe there there is and they're not making it known. But like you, I'm not hearing about that. Like yeah. people are vandalizing stores or breaking into homes. Or didn't you kind of picture that happening though? Did you uh, feel like I that? pictured? I like, picture the purge happening. Yes. In that movie. Okay. I never saw that. But did you ever see that show, The Last Man on Earth? No. You never watched it. I feel like we I told don't you think to watch so. it. But anyway, is that a Jim Carrey movie? No. What's the guy's name? Steve's gonna tell see, me. I oh, can't no, remember. I it but he's super funny. Um. Ah. <laughs> oh, what's his name? I don't know. It'll come to me later. But anyways, super funny show. But um, it's basically like a virus hits or like something oh similar and like everybody dies. But then there's some people who just like aren't affected by it for some reason. They don't really know why. And like there's literally only like a few people left on earth. Like they keep it was <laughs> like he was the last one. But then he like found some other people who also weren't affected by it. And they're trying to like have to start like trying to like build the population back up again. But then I don't know. There's like oh. all these problems that come up and then so some people die from other things. And I don't know. Actually, I think Will Ferrell was on an episode. Um, so anyways, but I'm like picturing that because it's like they just would walk into any grocery store because everything was just abandoned and they would just take yeah. what they wanted and like go back to wherever they were staying. They could sleep wherever they wanted to in anyone's house or whatever because it was like everybody's gone. But anyway, right. that's kind of cool slash scary because that could happen. <laughs> this, is not, like. this is not what I <laughs> what I see happening. But I think in the beginning, I was like, oh, my goodness, is it going to be like that? You know, is literally are all the stores just going to be like wiped out and, you know. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I was I was a little freaked out, like in the third day when I went to Walmart and mm -hmm. there was like, five aisles in a row that were completely empty. I'm like, yeah. never in my life have I seen anything like this. No. And, um, but yeah, I mean, we kind of made the jokes about like, I mean, I actually never saw the movie The Purge either because I can't watch mm -hmm. horror films, but I saw trailers <laughs> for it and I'm like, oh my gosh, Robbie, we don't like have any weapons mm -hmm. or anything like <laughs> <laughs> so um anyway 
anyways, <laughs> don't we- find my address. <laughs> <laughs> but we were just like you have knives. This- yeah, I could. <laughs> She's got really big knives, my- okay? So don't go to yeah. her house. And I have a knife sharpener from Hey, yo. So oh, my goodness. I just, got, my I just got a lecture about that last night. Well, kind of like a passive aggressive one. Steve's like, hmm, I see someone's been using our knives, but hasn't been sharpening them. Like, I've literally never sharpened one of our knives ever. Oh. Like, only he has ever done that. But it is yeah, nice that I he does barely- it. Totally. Could slice a I, finger off though those things. Oh yeah, yours are sharp. Oh my <laughs> gosh, tish. we have the same knives. Ours are not that sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nice to have them a little dull, so you don't worry every time you slice a carrot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't know. It's just a weird time because you're like, okay, is this a? I mean, what is? God doing? What is God Mm -hmm. allowing? Mm -hmm. You know, you start to just ask those questions and stuff. And to be honest, like, I mean, in the season of life we're in, we've kind of felt almost rebellious towards God Mm -hmm. because of just this trial with IVF has really Mm -hmm. like wounded us. And not that like our relationship with God, I mean, I, we're always believing in the Lord and, but it's just been distant. It's like, Mm. we both kind of said it like to separate people, but like, it's kind of our, like we've lost all control. Mm. We feel like of a lot of things in our life right now. Yeah. And it almost feels like, even though like by us distancing ourselves from God, it, um, it only hurts us, but for some mm. reason we feel like, well, it's our decision. It's our, like, it's, it's like we're controlling our relationship with God, mm. which is really, we know it's messed up. Like we're, <laughs> yeah, mm. but it's kind of this weird thing. It's of like how the one thing you feel like you can control. Yeah. Right? Like we're mm. dealing with our yeah. pain of this like big loss. Like, mm-hmm. and so I think like over time, it's just like made our hearts cold. Mm. Uh, probably mine more than Robbie's because his heart doesn't stay cold for long. Mm. <laughs> but uh, teddy bear, he, he's a soft-hearted <laughs> man. Um, but yeah. I have a tendency of like really holding on to things and having having a hard time. So during this, like weird season. It's like in the back of my mind, it's like, I'm curious, like, Mm. God, what are you doing? But then I'm like, well, I don't, I'm not talking to you. Mm. (laughs) So it's like, it's this weird thing that, um, I don't know that I've been like struggling with, but yesterday I was in counseling and, um, and, uh, she didn't like, my dad said this to me a couple weekends ago too. Mm -hmm. So it's separate people saying this, but she's like, you don't have to always say like, like you, you can say anything you want to God, you know, mm-hmm. you can ask him any question. And it's like, I know those things, but sometimes you just need someone to tell you totally. that it's okay to do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and my dad, um, my dad said the same thing to me like a few weeks ago. And I was like, okay, well, those are two separate people who don't even know each other. Um, and I think just during this time, like 
whatever anybody is going through is like, even if you don't want to, like I'm confessing right now, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to like mm-hmm. ask these questions because I, I'm having a hard time believing God wants good for me right now. But I know like at the end of the day, if, if I was, I don't know, to make it extreme or whatever, like mm-hmm. the last thing I could, you know, say is like, I, I do believe God. I believe in his word. I believe he is good. Mm-hmm. But in this moment in time right now, I'm, I'm just struggling with it. But, yeah. um, and I just think even in this season of what, like, as believers, like, what, what is he doing? Is it making us slow down our lives? Is it making us realize, um, these communities that we have, like even like church, like, Mm -hmm. like people could be upset for me saying this, but like, should church be that big? Like that, you know, more than 500 people. It's like, Mm. should it really be a congregation that huge? Like, I mean, should it just, I just feel like Robbie and I have been having these conversations of like, this is making us stop and look at the world differently. Mm -hmm. Like, like spending time with one another, um, you know, leaving work at a decent hour, like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just, just being okay with like, not having so much, Mm -hmm. like so much junk, you know, so much like how we, like even just where we spend our money, you know, Mm -hmm. like we don't have to spend our money here and there or on this or that, or, I don't, I don't know. It's just been a good insightful time of like, well, you, like you can't do this right now, right? but you also realize I don't really need that, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, yeah, this is not a life or death, you know, like getting that uh thing or going shopping or doing, you know, yeah, I totally can understand. Well, in all the things in your life that you run to, to distract Mm -hmm. you from from pain. Totally. And I realized like my outlets of dealing with pain are like, you know, oh, we go to a restaurant. That's Mm -hmm. fun. Trying something new. Or I want to go like shopping by myself. I spend money or whatever. Um, there's so many outlets that we use to distract ourselves from like what's really going on. And this is like, even though I don't like what I'm seeing in myself right now, I'm actually, I'm seeing it. I'm not avoiding it anymore. I hope kind of people are seeing that Mm -hmm. in themselves as well. You know, totally. I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I think, and this has been kind of that time for us too. Like, honestly, so think about this. We gave up shows and sweets for Lent and we hadn't gone out in a little while to eat or anything because of financially anyways. <laughs> like, And now we're like yeah. stuck here with no shows and like nothing to distract. Steve's Wait, not drinking, not so I'm not shows? drinking. No, we oh, have not. Gosh. So like, I mean, <laughs> literally everything is taken away. You know, like we can't go see a friend. We can't go. So, um, yeah, I totally feel you on that. And I think it is probably possible for people to still 
somehow like avoid the pain of it or distract themselves. I mean, there is alcohol. There is, you know, there are things you can do. There are drugs. Oh, 100%. Um, we're we're guilty of that. Totally. I mean, but I think in general, I would hope not everybody's like intoxicated this entire time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like at some point you still are, are facing yourself there. And you're yeah. like, I keep saying too, just because I've talked about Sabbath on here a lot. Like I think for, for me and Steve in a way it is, this is very challenging. I don't want to dismiss that. And I will talk more about, you know, doing homeschool with the kids and all that stuff. So that's like another aspect for us. But like, um, we, in a way it feels like a little bit familiar because this is kind of like a Sabbath for us. Like, and not I don't know. I don't want it to come out wrong because this is like a horrible tragedy that's happening, you know? So I'm not saying like, this is like some beautiful thing, but like we are kind of like accustomed to stopping just because we've been practicing that. It's so hard, you know, to like even start that, but we've kind of been practicing. And I feel like the same um, guy, John Mark Homer says in his, like the guy that I've quoted a million times or whatever, he says in his book that like, if you don't Sabbath, like Sabbath will come for you. And it's like, because <laughs> it will come through sickness or it will come through, you know, something devastating in your life or whatever. Like it will come for you because it's like God's design for you to stop. Something will force you to stop. And like, I just feel like almost like that just keeps coming to my mind. And again, like, I don't want to offend anybody or be like, you know, you should have stopped. It's not, this is not, I don't feel like this is God's punishment on us or something like that. So don't get me wrong. But like, I do feel like this is in a way a forced Sabbath for people. Like now Mm. you have to stop. You can't, there's only so much you can do on your computer and like from your own home. Like you have, you're going to see, your family, you're going to see your kids that maybe you haven't been paying attention to or whatever. It's like, you're going to see yourself most of all, like you've been saying. Oh, 100%. Um, And you can't escape it. So I don't know. I think in a way, like I'm trying to be like hopeful and see that this, this may be something that really blesses some families and marriages and like just personally for people who do live alone and have to face themselves and can't distract. Um, so, yeah. but I definitely know that feeling because I, I feel like I'm seeing it in myself too with like the anxiety stuff and just feeling like I don't really have like a place to run to. I don't have like a girl's night to go to or something, you know, yeah. I'm just kind of here. And now I'm here with kids, which is another thing that can show you the ugly parts of yourself. <laughs> so oh, definitely totally. I feel that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm I'm trying to see it in a positive light if that's possible. You know, like I think there are things that can be beneficial about this time. And I think that you're making like an amazing point that that is probably the main one, like to that we have to face ourselves and hopefully God, you know, hopefully this is yeah. the time that like you're, you're stuck there. So you may as well talk to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. wh- however it comes out. Cause it's like, again, like I feel like prayer is so hard in the day-to-day, but right now it's like, we're just here. We're either playing a game or we're like Mm. doing homeschool with the kids or we're talking or whatever, but like there's not that many other things. So it's as great of a time as any. And like you said, maybe ever will be. So like 
take advantage of it while it's here and take advantage of that time with the family and with Robbie and, you know, whoever, whoever you're stuck with right now. Yeah. (laughs) Enjoy it instead of like fighting like cats and dogs or whatever. I don't even know what people's situations are. And I'm sure it's different Mm -hmm. for everybody. And like, imagine those people too, who like have like broken marriages and are living through this. Like people are in such different places and like are still, like you said, going through this. So like, I guess that could be like another prayer for people. Just like pray that people are actually like reconciled and that there's healing in the midst of like the Mm -hmm. disease and the death and the the fear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it really is, if, if anything, I guess is, is that you, I would hope that people can take it as a time of reflection, even if it brings out the ugliest part of you. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's where like Robbie and I just had a really long talk today about like, I've just been super depressed and working through a lot of stuff, um, and with myself and like, I, I feel like my mind and my body are always wrestling. They're always Mm -hmm. like on, um, different pages. They never Mm. agree. And, and so it's this thing where I'm like, I I don't know where to start, but you know, um, Mm. it's not, it's definitely not good when you just go inward, you know? And I think, Mm. you know, it could be a time where you open up with your spouse about, hardships or things you're dealing with internally or, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you're not married, you know, it's a best friend or even a parent if you're close to or whatever. Like it's, I know for, I won't name names, but like Robbie's family members have had some stuff happen lately and like they're having a big, like, self-reflection, I would mm-hmm. say, in like mm-hmm. their lifestyle and um just a really like uh serious thing happened to one of his family members. And I think they're starting to like be like, oh wow, I'm not invincible. You know, mm-hmm. like I, you know, it's starting to really look at their life and mm-hmm. and change some things. And so I just I think that it is hitting people, the people that I've spoken with yeah. in that way. And I, um, you know, I really do. That kind of is my hope for a lot of people, even if it's ugly. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that's what I want to totally. get across is that it doesn't have to be this like, oh, supernatural thing. Like you're, I was healed of this and that. And maybe mm-hmm. you are, which is amazing. But I'm I'm saying personally, like, it's not pretty. Like, it's a really, it's been ugly for my, myself. Um, and Robbie's just done such a good job, like, being patient with me and, like, loving me through this process. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, I guess for me, it's like, I just want people to know, like, you don't have to have it figured out, I guess. It's just, mm-hmm. like, you know our counselor told me yesterday, she's like, Tia, you just gotta, you gotta take it day by day. You're looking at Mm. this, like it's just this enormous mountain and you, you know, you have to like have it all figured out. 
Yeah, which is already like a flaw in me that I have I have a hard time with. Like sure. I'm a I react like to mm. everything. And that was something that came out in counseling yesterday was like I'm not much of a processor. I'm mm. very like how I feel is how I feel and like mm. you're going to either get my wrath because like I think <laughs> you did something unjust. Mm-hmm. Um or you know, I, I'll have, I'll react when somebody, um, it doesn't do something right. Or like, I think they did something really wrong to someone. And mm-hmm. so instead of, or like Robbie will say something to me, um, how I hear things mm-hmm. is I'm hearing it through like a broken self, like say, you know, like literally, for example, like, um, we should go work out. Well, what I hear is like, oh, you think I'm unhealthy. You think like, you know, I, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, right. so you been, put it like through your filter or whatever. Yeah. My filter. Yeah. So this is kind of getting off I topic, do that but too. I, but I just, I guess I'm kind of just like having a lot of these conversations right mm-hmm. now. And I think, it has to do with number one, like our process of like working through IVF, mm-hmm. but also like just it's like the Lord, like you said earlier, like how you're gonna have a Sabbath, <laughs> like that kind of like I totally get that because mm-hmm. I we just run a million miles an hour. I mean, I, that's America, just FYI. It's totally. everybody, you know. Totally. And I think it's like literally even IVF, even if we wanted to do Mm. a treatment again, we couldn't because Mm -hmm. of this. It's like, oh yeah, it's literally like it's making us, Mm. we were going to take a break after this failed cycle anyways, but like now it's like, no, you can't do it, you know? And it's actually so good. Like Robbie even said the other night, Cause usually nighttimes when you give yourself the shots and stuff and he's like, I'm so glad we're just not doing that right now. Yeah. And, and break, you need a break. Rest. Totally. I mean, I still have bruises. Body needs a break. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. On my stomach. And that was like three weeks ago. So, um, anyways, I, I don't know. I'm kind of repeating myself, but it's just, I think that's the kind of stuff that like starts to come out in these times of being stripped away, I guess, mm-hmm. of like, again, the, the distractions of life, which, which can be good, but yeah. Anyhow. Another thing I was thinking with like the way that we are as Americans, which we're all guilty of, but I'm like thinking, I wonder if this is going to be something that kind of like, I don't know, just shines light on the fact that like we need real friends and like people yeah like live people in front of us like social Mm. media is not a substitute and Mm. like you know kind of to address like the whole like loneliness issue where like you can feel totally Mm. lonely but be like more connected than ever technically you know I think this is this is just bringing that to light and I feel like so many people have been like I'm lonely you know I miss seeing people I miss getting out or whatever and again like I Steve is super social like as Robbie and you actually are social too. But like, I feel like you and I could maybe just like 
not see people for a while and be like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, totally, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like don't mind being cooped up and knowing no one can come over to my house right now. So it can be like a huge mess. <laughs> like it's like, yeah. yeah. Um, which, yeah, that's just me. But Steve, it's like, yeah, it's like he feels it a lot that he can't see people. And like he needs that, you know? So, um, so we've like tried to have like substitutes or he's, you know, he's like done some like stuff that he has to do for like his work for church and stuff. So he's like seeing people randomly, um, always at a safe distance, but, um, you know, <laughs> just to clarify, just to clarify for all you listeners, um, <laughs> all you many, many listeners. Um, but yeah, but I, I'm just, you know, I feel like it's just bringing that so much to light. And I wonder, it's like, I feel like when we have people in front of us, we're looking at our phones and I just want that to change. I want it to be like our phones are like totally optional and like secondary to like the person who's actually in front of us. And maybe this will like Mm -hmm. help with that or like bring people to that realization of like, oh my goodness, now I'm like longing for a real person to look at eye to eye and like spend time with. Why would I be like looking at my phone when I have a person? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like totally. maybe, I don't know. This is in my brain. I'm like, maybe this will happen, you know, because I feel like I'm appreciating more like the people that I can see in my own house, mm-hmm. you know, and like looking at my baby even or like, you know what I mean? Or like seeing Steve and we still look at our phones. It's not like, oh, you yeah. know, but it's like another Sabbath practice to like not even have our, our phones on that day. So it's like. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like more aware of those things and just have been trying to like put more distance between me and my phone. On the opposite side though, it's almost like you could say you like need your phone more than ever cuz you can't be around people. So I could see it going both ways, but I mm-hmm. guess I'm just hoping people appreciate like face-to-face contact more and I think everybody will. I'm sure that's going to be um a response to this whole thing, but I don't know. It just, it makes me like more grateful, I guess, for like the context that I do have and the, the friends that I do have that I actually Mm -hmm. want to like spend time with and miss, you know, like you. Yeah, I know. I don't even remember the last time I saw you. Oh, (laughs) well, yeah, I do. (laughs) Very brief. (laughs) Very brief. But no, I I think that's a really good insightful thought. I didn't think about that. Like, I I guess because I was laughing so hard. There's been, like, all these funny memes about quarantine. But it was, like, <laughs> it was, like, an introvert's perspective of, like, oh, this is quarantine for, for people. This is my everyday life. <laughs> like, you know, or, or like, this is a introvert's dream. Is totally. Like to have the, I know. The I know. World. And honestly, like. Sometimes I'll text Robbie and I'm like, I literally hate human beings. Like I, mm. I they just drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. But then people are it's hard like, to deal with. Totally. Yeah, some people are. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, you I mean, that's not how you feel all the time or whatever. Yeah. But it's just, <laughs> you know, but yeah, somebody you, how like, often do you text him that no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> After you see me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did text him the other day because I I had something happen, but I was like, uh, uh." (laughs) people are just, but 
people are horrible. But it's probably the season of life I meant to is like super reactive to to everything. But uh yeah, with social media too, I feel like I've just like I don't know. I think I feel like I've been tr- trying to train myself up to this point to like not be on social media. So now it's like this weird in between where I'm like but is that my only connection with people? And I don't think it is because yeah. I would rather talk to someone on the phone anyways or like FaceTime yeah, like we are right now. But at the same time, it's like I literally am not in contact with that many people. So I don't know. Right. Like I still I, – I was in a season where I was just kind of like turned off from Instagram or whatever. That's like the only thing I usually use, Facebook on occasion. But um, – I don't know. I was kind of like turned off to it for a while because I had taken it off my phone for a while. And then I went back and then I read that book, The Ruthless Elim- Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Homer. And it like totally made me feel like, oh, I don't want to spend any time on social media. So then I haven't been. And now I'm like, should I do it more? But I still kind of feel like a little bit icky after. Like I still feel like there are, like you're saying, I guess there are still other things I can do with my time, even though I'm here and stuck. Yeah. In my home, you know, besides like I'm trying to like keep my phone a little further from me if possible, just to like focus on what's right in front of me, you know, like I've been saying. Yeah. Um, Being present. Yeah. So but it is kind of a weird in between now where I'm like, I, Mm -hmm. I could see the argument for like social media also being like something helpful in this time or at least you're kind of seeing people, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. I, I like it because I like to see what other people are doing or like some people will say funny things. Yeah, like, that or, probably helps, you know, just like kind of brighten your day when it's not all like doomsday. Yeah, stuff. like uh, Robbie saw somebody post the other day that <laughs> this was funny. Like um, this uh, mom went into like or went to Starbucks to the drive through. There was a a literal line like wrapped around Starbucks at 2 p.m. And her post was like all the moms like so excited just to sit in Starbucks for 15 minutes with their kids strapped in. Like, totally. That's so funny. Like their kids can't go anywhere, but they can just sit there yeah. and like drink their iced coffee. That's so wonderful. I love it. We That's were so dying perfect. laughing. And like for us, like we don't have, we don't have kids. So I don't know what it's like, but I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll it's tell just, you. Yeah. <laughs> tell you exactly what it's like. Probably having a very different experience. Okay. Uh, oh, but- <laughs> totally. Like I'm like taking like four naps a day and like, so you- nice. Oh, I wish I could nap. Oh my goodness. Well, we, you know, I've been still trying to like go to the grocery store and cook and stuff. So I think that on top of now like homeschooling Mm -hmm. kids, it's, I mean, I should use homeschooling loosely because it's like, it's kind of just thrown together last second, you know, like at that moment, like, let's do this now. I'm I'm trying to like kind of set it up ahead of time so that I'm not like in the moment trying to scream for like an idea. Um, And their teachers have given ideas and everything, like especially Ronnie's kindergarten in kindergarten. So they have like online stuff that they can do online learning and Mm -hmm. like, 
also resources for us that like websites we can use and stuff like that. Um, but I don't want it all to be on the computer either. So we've kind of, and they, but they have other stuff that we can like activities for us to try or to do or games to do. Um, so I've been trying to incorporate yeah. all those things, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I have a son mm-hmm. who like Robbie is a seven, <laughs> as far as I can tell, um, our first, first son, Ronnie, and he is, just dying. That's some of the time. It's like, so my dad had to come help with a, a plumbing problem and he and my mom came over and she's been helping me with childcare anyway. So it's like, she's been here. So I don't think, you know, it's not like introducing anybody new, but, um, my kids were like, so happy to see like another Aww. person. I mean, they've seen people when we've gone on walks and stuff, but it's like, or like, <laughs> you know, the neighbors across the fence, like I talked about, but it's just like, they, it's, they can feel it, you know, but I think for Oliver, who mm-hmm. seems to be more of an introvert, uh, he still likes to socialize though and whatever. But like, I think he is like totally fine because he's got mom and dad's attention. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. so he's just like, oh, this is fine. I could do this for a while because I'm just like there yeah. all the time for them, you know, basically. Right. And then, but Ronnie, I think, feels it more just like, mm-hmm. and feels just that he's missing his friends, you know, like I have to keep reiterating to him. Your friends are not in school right now. Nobody is in school. And I keep like telling and explaining like there's this virus and, you know, pe- a lot of people are getting sick. So we have to be really careful. We have to put space between us and other people and whatever. So like he's getting it, but I think still he's processing, you know, and it just doesn't really make that much sense because this has never no. happened. I mean, not that we can even understand that much. You know, we're trying to figure out what to do and what we're supposed to be, how we're yeah, supposed to be like socially when we cross somebody at the, on the sidewalk, you know, it's like awkward. Um, but then for him, like he doesn't know. So, um, so anyways, it's been a little rough for them. He's stir crazy for sure. Uh, the baby couldn't care less. And then Oliver is like, kind of like probably enjoying it is what it seems like. Um, but (laughs) where was I even going with this? Oh, oh, homeschool, what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, So, so like, it's just, it's just throwing together whatever we can. I'm just barely making it by every day, I would say. But honestly, I feel like our success is directly related to how much sleep I get. And like, so if like the baby's up at night, then it's a little rough. Or if I have to like, if one of the kids wakes me up in the morning early, then I'm like, okay, this is going to be a really rough day. That was yesterday. And then today (laughs) I got to sleep a little bit more. Like I still was up like one hour during the night, but that's not that bad considering. And then, um, and Steve let me sleep until nine, which was amazing. So, and I don't remember the last time I slept until nine, maybe Sabbath. Um, so anyways, I, I like got up and I was like, I'm ready to go, you know? And I just like, it was a much better day with the kids, just kind of like Mm -hmm. I felt motivated and whatever, but yeah, it's, it's hard to stay motivated and just to like become a teacher. I'm just not I don't feel like I'm even like a teacher type. I was in school. Like my first college uh, major was supposed to be teaching English as a second language, which I did do for a couple of years. And then I was like, yeah. And and I I liked it. But I realized this is why I went into nursing because I always had an interest in nursing. Um, But I did the TESOL thing because I thought, you know, this is good for me because I can travel with this. I can be overseas, live overseas if I want to. And like, I'll have this tool to use. So like, this is a good thing. But then I realized like, no, you don't like lesson planning. You don't like being 
creative with that stuff. You know, it's like a lot of effort and not that fun for you to like come up with stuff. If I was following someone else's stuff, then like fine. If they have their own curriculum, like I can follow it, but I don't want to make up all my own stuff. And that's what this feels like. You know, I'm kind of like, I am using resources, but I'm kind of just making it up as I go. Surprisingly, I'm kind of enjoying it. I don't really want that to be on the record because I don't want to continue this forever, obviously. But <laughs> there are fun things about it because it's like they're in preschool and kindergarten. So mm-hmm. I can kind of do any counting activity or like any color game or whatever. And it's just like <laughs> playing games where they have to like run here or like find these shapes or find these colors or whatever. And it's like, oh, I could kind of do this. I mean, it's not yeah. that big a deal. Or doing like math problems or learning reading and stuff. So they're like a fun age for that stuff. Um, oh, totally. But then there's a baby too. So it's kind of like if I could devote all my attention to them, that would be different. But then I also have her. So it's it's been a little chaotic around mm-hmm. here, I would say. Have you guys gotten to go to the park at all? Or is well, that's right the playground the is closed. Oh, okay. For all parks, I guess, at least in Illinois. Um, but like the field is open and like the prairie path is open. And obviously we've gone on walks and stuff. So we haven't really driven to like a different park because it's still, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just kind of the same. We have a lot of land right across the street from us. We may as well just go there and like go on a nature walk or whatever. So we've done that totally. stuff. We played in the yard a lot. And like our neighbors have an old swing set that they don't use anymore. So they don't care. We just use that. Um, right. So that's kind of been our thing. But we are getting out pretty much every day, which is nice. When it's super dreary and, like, rainy, that's a little rougher. I mean, we still, I guess, could gear up in our rain stuff. But the kids kids decided to touch a dead animal in the backyard the other day. No. What was it? (laughs) Well, I was, like, talking to my neighbor at the fence. And they were like, Mama, come here. We found an elephant tusk. And I'm like, okay, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. But okay, you know. And so I keep talking to the neighbor, not, didn't go right over there. And then finally I'm like, okay, see you, see you later neighbor. And then I go over there and they're like, look, and they point to this like hairy kind of like broken apart kind of mass thing. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, you know? And I, I was like, okay, that's a dead animal. I'm like, did you touch this? And they were like, and Ollie's like, no. And then. Ronnie's like, yeah. And Ollie's like, Ronnie yeah, he, pick, he picked it up and he was like shaking it, you know, oh. or like he wasn't shaking it. He was like dangling it, I should say. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, go inside right now. <laughs> we have to go clean, you know. So then, of course, we had to just clean everything. But, you know, so these are the these are the adventures of, of today. That's, but, that's boys oh, for you. It's oh my boys. Gosh. It was just so gross. So gross. But oh, anyways, they'll is- just touch anything. I mean, doesn't matter how slimy or it's like the weirder it looks, the more they have to touch <laughs> it. That is what it feels like. And it's horrifying so for me. Funny. Um, I, yeah. So anyways, so what are you going to do with the rest of your time? I mean, we don't really know how long it's going to be, but do you have any like plans or projects <laughs> uh, or well, or just more one- journaling self-reflection? Yeah, I've I've I been mean, filling up my journal. No, I know. There's one There's one book I really do want to finish called Soul Keeping. Oh, yeah, I think you told me about um, that. Um, one. so that one's it's good so far. Um, I really want to finish it, but honestly, I've just been creating a lot, a mm. lot of stuff lately. Yeah. So it's 
given me the time to, because hopefully uh, I end up getting to do market season if Mm -hmm. this doesn't go into summer. Um, So I'm kind of like preparing for market season right now. Almost getting ahead, actually. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've just been, yeah, I've honestly been so behind. And now that I got the kiln running, Mm -hmm. uh, that's good. But, but that's about it. We don't really. No big projects. (laughs) I know. I'm like, we don't even have supplies for projects. Well, we had a plumbing issue. So my, like I said, my dad had to come over. They ended up having to cut a hole in the wall and like all sorts of stuff. Oh no. But, um. But he actually plastered it right back up, and it's great. So whatever, we have to redo that. Did bathroom you tell anyways. him he left all his tools? At I our did house? actually. I told him. Um, what he's say? like, I got so many screwdrivers. <laughs> Is that what it was? Screwdrivers? It was like seriously the <laughs> jackpot of screwdrivers. Like any size you can imagine, this man has. And I was like, it was exactly what my kiln repair guy needed. Yeah. And I'm like this. This was like a miracle. (laughs) Thank you, John. I told him that he like saved the day. You were so happy. He was laughing about that. But he was like walking out of the house when I remembered to tell him. So he didn't seem too concerned. So no, I think for us, I don't even know if we're, we've got projects. Like we've kind of been like cleaning out closets and stuff like that. Just like trying to more like organize things. But no like big painting projects or anything. Honestly, just trying to keep our heads above water. I think we're going to try to like get some takeout just to support um, businesses in the area. We haven't been even doing that. I was saying like I've been still cooking and stuff. So we haven't even done that. But I do. we do want to support obviously our local businesses and all that. Um, yeah, we, we did do – we've been cooking in a lot too. But the other night we ordered Noble House in and oh, it was awesome. Yum, so. Yes. Oh, and I'm reading that uh, The Gift of Being Yourself book like a second time. I read like three quarters of it, I think. We did an audio book and now I'm like going back and reading it again. So if I ever get time to be quiet and read. (laughs) Yeah, I need to finish that one too. We we do want to like my ultimate goal during quarantine would be to... It is impossible, but I would like to go through every room of the house, mainly the basement, mm-hmm. and like start putting everything I want to sell at a garage sale in the garage. Mm. Just get it all. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We've been getting rid of a lot of stuff. Yeah. We, cl- yeah. Robbie's office was a big task last weekend. But, anyways, so he wants to redo the camper this weekend. Mm. <laughs> That would be fun. Why not? Uh, yeah, that one. That might be that a big. One, that's a big project. It's an enormous project. <laughs> I like getting handy too. So. Yeah, totally. I mean, if anybody could do it, you can. Yeah, we. Tia's done yeah. redone a whole floor herself, like literally <laughs> by hand. So I'm pretty sure she can figure anything out at this point. I think I can figure it out. I would just want to literally strip the whole thing. That's. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with me is like I'd want to pull everything out of that thing because yeah. it's disgusting and I'd want to redo it completely. Right. But Robbie would be like, no, it's old. It's nostalgic. And I'm right. like, it's so ugly. Yeah. 
And it's hard to like pick and choose what you are going to redo and what you wouldn't. And yeah, if you're going to keep like some old and some new, it's almost like if you're going to do it, just gut it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh huh. Or just leave it old and not working. Right. From like, <laughs> it looks like it's the 70s blew it's up. So in cool. It. So I know. It's awesome. It is, it is cool. We could keep like a retro theme or something. Yeah, totally. But. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways. Those are goals. Yeah. Goals. <laughs> Life goals. goals. Quar- quarantine goals. <laughs> quarantine um. goals. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. I think all that, that's all I got there, friend. That's all we got. Until next time. I hope I get to see you soon. I know. That was, this has been the longest conversation I've had with somebody besides <laughs> Robbie. It's so true. <laughs> okay. Oh. I went to, I had to pick up stamps the other day because I had to mail something and I went into CVS because I'm like, do yeah. you guys sell stamps? And I go, you know, do you guys have one of those things? It's square and blue. And she goes, a mailbox? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> what the heck is wrong with me (laughs) I've been away from people for too long I don't remember like normal terminology for things I mean I felt so dumb and she's like she's like I'll play charades with you any day (laughs) that's what the lady said that is so funny I was like you must be bored too so I love that oh I was like I'm an idiot, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the square blue thing. (laughs) so awesome. Well, on that note, yeah, we've been playing a lot of charades over here too. So (laughs) enjoy your games. Enjoy the quarantine. Yeah. And self-reflection. Self-reflection. Make the most of it. All right. Yep. Until next time. Peace out. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and click subscribe.